Hey everybody, this is Karis Frigi, and this is a daily devotional podcast where I will read a portion of scripture, a new one every day, and then share some thoughts that I've written on it. I hope it encourages you. Good morning, everyone. Today is June 22nd, and we finished James chapter 3 yesterday. And we're moving on to James chapter four, but it's actually really a continuation of yesterday's convicting thoughts, talking about, um, and not even just yesterday's, but the the last chapter's convicting thoughts, all the things about our tongue being this thing that's like a fire that's set on fire by hell itself. The fact that we need the wisdom from above and that jealousy and selfish ambition aren't just human things. They're actually demonic things that we all wrestle with. And then he continues in this vein in chapter four. Verses one through five say, what causes quarrels and what causes fights among you? Is it not this that your passions are at war within you? You desire and do not have, so you murder. You covet and cannot obtain, so you fight and quarrel. You do not have because you do not ask. You ask and do not receive because you ask wrongly to spend it on your passions. You adulterous people, do you not know that friendship with the world is enmity with God? Therefore, whoever wishes to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. Or do you suppose it is to no purpose that the scripture says he yearns jealously over the spirit that he has made to dwell in us? Now, as I'm reading this chapter, this is so intense, this this opening that James gives us. He's calling us adulterous people. He's telling us that we're murderers, and when we covet, we're killing, and um, that we're fighting, and we're quarreling, and it's, it's not nice. But James is actually beginning to remind me of a part of a story that I was listening with the kids the other day. Um, to the horse and his boy, which is a sterling classic in the Chronicles of Narnia by C.S. Lewis. And this particular part of the story is about this hermit who's bringing some hard truth to light for a rather pompous talking Narnian horse as he is being humbled by life in all its circumstances. So if you can handle it, this is the quote that the hermit says to this horse who's having a hard time. He says, my good horse, my good horse, you've lost nothing but your self-conceit. No, no, cousin, don't put back your ears and shake your mane at me. If you really are so humbled as you sounded a minute ago, you must listen to sense. You're not quite the great horse you'd come to think from living among poor dumb horses. Of course you are braver and cleverer than them. You could hardly help that. It doesn't follow that you'll be anyone very special in Narnia. But as long as you know you're nobody very special, you'll be a very decent sort of horse on the whole. Now, I believe that James, similarly to this hermit, wants us to know that we're human. As long as we know that the power that is in us doesn't actually come from us, and that we on our own are not anyone very special, we will be very decent sort of heavenly-minded citizens. Being saved makes us no better than anyone else. It just makes us saved. We still have to surrender moment by moment that inner man who has a loud whine in a painfully slow retreat. The inner man who wants his own way, who defies correction, who asserts himself at the cost of others and wants the world for free and God at no cost. That man must be fully given to Jesus. The Father wants to wake up the spirit in us 
that gloriously renewed man who can at once transform our thought life, make straight the crooked intentions, and rein in our wayward emotions. The spirit man that he jealously longs for in us is the part that he alone possesses and can actually animate. Friendship with the world is enmity toward God, James says. The message says it like this, you're cheating on God. If all you want is your own way, flirting with the world every chance you get, you end up enemies of God and his way. James does want to help us conquer ourselves. He knows it's the only way to find true life. So he may not be mincing words in these chapters, but if we listen, we will grow wiser. Thanks so much for listening today. I think what's interesting about James is that he's just so blatantly honest and he's honest in a way that I imagine whoever got this letter was really convicted and a little bit uncomfortable. And usually when I get rebuked by someone, I'm a little upset with them for a little bit for calling things out in me that I didn't even know were there or maybe that I knew were there, but I thought I had well concealed them. And so when they get called out, it's kind of embarrassing. But this whole chapter is reminding me of Romans 7, where Paul is kind of lamenting his own human inability to be consistent. And even in verse 18, he says, I know that nothing good dwells in me that is in my sinful nature, for I have the desire to do what is good, but I cannot carry it out. And what Paul is saying here is that on his own, without the help of the Holy Spirit, he can want good all day. He can want to be friends with God, but ultimately there's something literally at war within him. And he ends this chapter which is wonderful. He ends it by saying, thanks be to God, basically, that Jesus can redeem him and can help him. He says, who can save me from this condemned sinful flesh? And he says, thank you, God, for Jesus, basically. That's what Jesus came to do is to set us free. But it's an everyday thing. It's not just so we get saved once and then we're good people. This is why um, the world sometimes looks at Christians and is like, why would I want to be like you? You're nothing like the man that you profess to follow because it is a day-by-day surrender. It's a day-by-day giving over my mind and saying that ultimately I can't trust myself. I have to trust Jesus. And this is what James is wanting us to know. I don't think he's berating these people in this letter on purpose. I think he's just saying, be aware. Be aware that the things that are in you are actually demonic. If you give them ear, if if you give them your heart, if you give them your ear, they're actually warring against God. They're making you at odds with God if you want to continue to follow those things. And it kind of, it just reminded me of that, that section in The Horse and His Boy as I was listening to it, I just was laughing because so often when the Holy Spirit rebukes us, the thing that we think we've lost is really just our self-conceit. It's this idea that we think we're good people. And then the Holy Spirit comes in and he puts his finger right on the thing that you don't want to give up or the one place where you really are inconsistent. And he's not doing it to be mean. He's doing it so that we know our need. I love... Um, There's a quote that I've just loved for years. It used to be framed in my house and it says, my neediness for God is my honor and not my shame. And I don't know if you need to hear that today, but I know I need to hear it a lot, that it is okay that we need the help of the Holy Spirit. In fact, it's wise to know that you need help. And I think that's what James is trying to teach us too. So hope those thoughts encourage you. Have a wonderful day. And we will be back here tomorrow with more of James chapter four.